Hello and welcome to Touchline from Casper Els and Mark Cameron. Hello, Mark. Hi, Cas. Uh, nice uh, being back in studio. Nice not having you here, but far away in Zoom. Um, I thought we weren't going to see you, but it's nice seeing your face on the other side of the counter for a change. Uh, brilliant. Thanks, Mark. Um, also, we have a, a very special guest tonight with us um, in the form of Mr. Vernon Chetty, um, Vernon from the Sharks. Uh, Vernon's role with the Sharks is looking after the club rugby. Vernon's the club uh, manager with the Sharks. Welcome, Vernon. Uh, hi, Mark. Hi, hi Kasper. Uh, it's fantastic to be here with you two guys, uh, legends of the Mads of Georgia Rugby Club, and to be on the touchline with you guys. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fantastic. You know we're going to ask Thanks you some you personal here, stuff as well, eh? So uh... <laughs> now you go for it. We've, we've had many tours. We've had many tours, and we've had uh, we've had a lot uh, over the years. Yeah, no, we're going to touch on that now Vernon, when we when we talk. <laughs> um, let's let's kick off the program tonight with um, the Hollywood Tens. Uh, Vernon, you've been um, pretty much involved in this and and driving this whole thing. Um, tell us a little bit about the past weekend's um, games at, at Harlequins. Okay. Uh, let me go into why we why we come out to the Tens, the Festival of Tens or the Carnival of Tens. Uh, as we know, 2019, uh, 2020 and 2021 uh, unfortunately succumbed to the uh, COVID virus. And it was, uh, there was lots of, uh, 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 I should say, uh, disappointment and a poor way that the seasons have ended. And a lot of clubs uh, have uh, have been struggling with sponsors. A lot of players were despondent. Players were starting to retire and looking at elsewhere. You know, uh, would we ever get back to the field and would we ever uh, start being a normal a normality? But now with the vaccination drive and the uh, uh, stadiums opening up, we, we, we know that the Sharks will be playing uh, on the 27th of November at the port of December at home. Unfortunately, it's only 2,000 spectators. But we can see we're getting back to some normality, which we next year got a plan where I strongly believe and listening to, uh, to Saru and listening to government, uh, we, we wouldn't go to another hard lockdown. And um, yes, COVID uh, coming next year this time, in all uh, likelihood, COVID will still be here. So we need to learn to live our, live our lives with COVID. So we believe, yes, there will be clubs where players do test positive. But a lot. Let's. Uh, uh, I'm sure that uh, there, there will be regulations from SA Rugby uh, that if you're an amateur rugby player and you want to play uh, club rugby, you'd have to be vaccinated. So if players do test positive and stuff, they would go into isolation. But what we will do is we'll play three weeks and have a bye. So we came up with these tents to get players back in the club, create a vibe, vibe, and um, you know bring them back to the game which has been phenomenal. Uh, the first round of the tournaments, we've, uh, we've uh, got the, uh, the, juniors, the junior clubs. When I go juniors, it's not youngsters. It's our third, fourth, and fifth division players. And here we've called it the Hollywood Bets Quinton Reynolds Trophy. Uh, Quinton Reynolds, formerly known as Pinky, was a stalwart in the development and grassroots program with the department. He was a Craven Week uh, Natal selector. Um, he coached Durban Collegians as well as Jaguars. Uh, yeah, he lost his life about, uh, he, he passed on about uh, two years ago. 
and now it gives us the time, you know, to honor him. So uh, the first round was played at uh, at uh, Harlequins. Fantastic. We've had good crowds. There was a good vibe there. The standard of rugby was absolutely from the top draw. It was, uh, as the late Kaunda Tunje would say, it was Shampopo rugby. Harlequins really did well. We had the Purple Army of Hollywood Bets there. We've got our back sponsors of SAB and Time Clothing. Yeah, and uh, after these, uh, after the, the uh, junior section of the uh, Quinton Reynolds Trophy, we'll start the Hollywood Bets 10s and the Kaunda Tunje Cup. The Kaunda Tunje Cup is basically uh, the Premier and First Division team's second team. And the main one is Hollywood Bets 10s, which we want to end up on the 13th of uh, of November at uh, Westville Old Boys with a massive carnival and a massive party where we celebrate life. We celebrate the responsible ones that have been vaccinated and we can be there with each another and look forward, you know, with, with vigor that 2022 will be the year that uh, we'll, we'll start getting back to normality. Hopefully I'm not talking too much. Well, I was no, going to say, at least we met someone that talks more than I do, so. Vern, <laughs> 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 uh, thank you for that. Uh, really appreciate. Um, how, was, how was it all received at, um, at Harlequins? How did the people receive this and um, any feedback from, from the spectators and the players? Yeah, the, yeah the, the feedback we had was absolutely incredible. Um, we've had uh, uh, the Harlequins, ex-Harlequins president, uh, former president of the Kwazulu Natal Rugby Union, Mr. Skalk Liedenberg, who's now in charge of amateur rugby at Saru, who came down there and he said, you know, to see the guys back from the communities and being at a community club and the vibe and the standard of rugby was absolutely incredible. So, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and it, said this, it was something that we needed. And to see that it was brilliant. It was camaraderie. There was, there was singing. There was, the vibe was back. Club rugby was alive. The heart, you know, the heartbeat of the game. Mark, if I can ask you now, the next round that will be played in Toki, um, how does Toki look to, to host the next round? Well, obviously, there's a lot of preparation that's, that's involved with that. Um, and obviously, we keep in touch with the likes of Vernon um, from a from a KZNRU point of view to ensure that that certain things are in place, and 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 more so from a COVID perspective. Um, so, like like with the league that we played in, there there will be a bubble that the players play in, so the fields will be cordoned off. But there will be a fest festive um, element to it, where spectators are now allowed to come in, but our players will all be screened. Um, and temperature will be taken, and, and you know we'll we'll stick to the COVID side of it. But there's lots of there's lots of planning involved in something like this, and more so because it's as Vernon alluded to, it's a it's a festival. So the tens are based similar to to that of sevens, um, where the teams play three or four or five games on the day, and then uh, obviously over three week over a three week period that Vernon also spoke about. So um, and it's exciting, you know. Toti Rugby Club have been fortunate that. Uh, Rugby Union have uh, allowed Mamsam Toti to host two of these events, one with the junior clubs and one with the premier clubs. And this coming weekend, we will host the juniors. Um, all plans are, are in place to, to start welcoming 
the teams. And I think if I speak under correction, Vernon, the first game kicks off around about 10 o'clock. Um, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. So, um, and we play right through to 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So, you know, it's 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 nice for, for spectators alike to, to come and watch. And what is more special is, you know, it's quick game. So it's 10-minute halves. Um, you see a few clubs that you, in, in this specific tournament that you will never, well, that you wouldn't have seen in, in a Mamsam Toti yet uh, in the past. And, and you know, it, it's it's nice to get a different feel of it. It's definitely a different game to what the spectators are used to, uh, seeing 15-man rugby. This is a lot quicker. Um, yeah, so we're looking forward to it. And then on the 6th of, of November, obviously, we're hosting that one where all the premier clubs are involved. Um, that one will be even bigger than the one we're hosting this weekend. And, you know, you learn from the from the first one and just trying to, to better it. And, uh, and hopefully we'll make the community and so, and um, the KZN are you proud of Amazon Toti. And, you know, if, if it is a success, and the only way it can be a success is if the if the public supports us and, and ensure that it's a success. And then we can obviously put our hand up to host more tournaments going forward. No, definitely. Definitely. Mark, if I, uh, if I can uh, ask the next question. Sorry, Vernon. Sorry, sorry, no. Vernon. Carry on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mark and Casper, you know, uh, with with Abans and Chelsea, you guys have been phenomenal in uh, in in following the COVID protocols laid out by Saru. There was always compliments that Abans and Chelsea, the way they went about handling the bubble, have absolutely been phenomenal. So it was a no-brainer to to bring you guys there. And being someone that came often to a man's of when we had our uh, DRSU games, when we had our Sharks Club 15 game, and playing at a man's of uh, for Red Wolves Rhinos, there's always a, 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 a very festive atmosphere with a lot of spectators. So I think a man's of this week, Saturday, and the 6th of November is going to be epic. And looking forward Thank you very much. to new, mem new memories. Thanks, Vernon. Thank it's you always very much nice. for that, Vernon. The only thing that I battled was was trying to keep contain cuss, but uh, you're going to be there on the weekend, so and next week, so you'll sort it out. <laughs> so, um, if I can ask the next question, Vernon, to you first, and then to Mark, um, from a from a union, from a KZNRU perspective, what do you expect to see at the Mums and Toti for the next two hostings, uh, Mums and Toti hostings? And then, Mark, you from a from a Mums and Toti rugby club and the players' point of view, what do you expect to to get out of this and and, and see happening the following two two hostings? Uh, from our side, uh, yeah, from from the KZNRU side, we want to see the guys uh, the, the the guys playing entertaining rugby. We want to see the guys following the COVID protocols. We want to see the spectators back and the integration to see uh, families out there with their picnic baskets, uh, you know, ha having 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 some, you know, a nice warm day with a lot of liquids, but still having fun, enjoying the rugby. And we, we want to see that social uh, cohesion back uh, back in the game. And, uh, yeah, we want uh, and we want the discipline, we want the COVID protocols measure. So, uh, you know, we, we, we look back with, uh, with fond memories and we look back with, with 2022, going into 2022, with a lot of hope and uh, that uh, we, we, we can start now uh, overpowering this dreaded virus. Uh, for, for the last two years, this virus got the better of us. Now with the, vi uh, with, yes. with the vaccination, we've got something to, to combat it. Yes. Mark, you from a, from a Toti point of view? 
Well, obviously, Vernon spoke about the COVID and all of that. You know, for us, it, it's, it's a natural thing now already. We know how to host. We've done it successfully in the past. So um, it's, not, it's not a fact that that is something that we're looking forward to seeing how we can do it. We know we can do it. We know it will be a success. I think what I'm looking forward to is after that, um, if Vernon is going to join us at Fines, I'd like to see him drink two out two from the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, no, only kidding. But from a from a proper rugby perspective, you know, rugby is such a wonderful game that brings communities together, it brings families together, it brings friends together. I mean, the friends are enemies on the field. They haven't played against each other for two years. And I think the camaraderie that is built out of games like this, you know, Vernon, you you will know now, um, Hillcrest Rugby Club and the Mamsum Toti Rugby Club this weekend will be playing for a youngster that is des desperately in need for, of some money out in Hillcrest. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's a tradition that Toti Rugby Club and, and Hillcrest Rugby Club have built over the years where they give back to someone in need. Um, so, yeah. so those are the things that I'm talking about, you know, and these are all, well, most of them are all retired guys. It's our buddies that are playing against each other, yet they are still prepared to dig deep. Um, to I know it's got nothing to do with the tens that is, that is happening, but those are the memories that I'm talking about. You know, in, in six years' time, some of the guys playing this weekend and over the next four weeks will also stop playing. They'll join the bullies. And it's what happens at tournaments like these that we're hosting now over the tens, in five years' time where it really matters, where they dig deep, where they support a worthy cause. And that can only happen through rugby. And, and, you know, the guys always stick together and there's fond memories all over the world, not only in Toti or in Gauteng or wherever. Mm. And that is what it's about for me. Yeah. To, to build on what, what Mark said there, you know, uh, I, I, I've been blessed with rugby to have fantastic memories, to be involved in the game for, like, I'd say the better part of 20, 25 years. And, uh, you know, being a manager and a player, you've, met coaches that uh, from all different spheres of life and yeah they they all become mates they they become they become a family yeah it becomes a brotherhood you know guys like Ludi van starts and uh, they're all around the world that you still keep with social media and uh, the modern world you still keep in touch with them and, and, and that's brilliant huh? absolutely brilliant thank you very much then moving on to some international news um, with regard to the springboks and especially now Scotland that um, is talking to, to Dylan Richardson or assigned Dylan. Um, Vernon, would you like to say anything about Dylan going to Scotland? Dylan Richardson, the blonde bombshell. Um, oof, the, you know, um, Dylan Richardson, let me, uh, let me be, is like a son to me. He's uh, one of my favorite players at the Sharks. Uh, I had the awesome opportunity of managing him when he went unbeaten in the under-19 Curry Cups. Uh, the first time the Sharks have done that to, uh, to lift the trophy. Absolutely phenomenal. His work rate is... It, it, there's, there, there's, no, there's, no other, there's no superlatives that I'll find that will be able to do justice to Dylan Richardson, to his mom, Tanya, that always backs him. You know, I'm, I'm excited for them. Uh, I felt that Dylan Richardson, uh, you know, in the next two years or so, could have been a springbok. But uh, yeah, the, his opportunity has come there now, and uh, yeah, D Dylan Richardson with his work ethics will make it. There's no doubt he will make it. Uh, to me, he's a he's a flanker. 
uh, we, you know, we've tried him out at Hooker, uh, and knowing Dylan personally, and I don't, I don't want to say too much, but uh, he loves uh, he loves playing flanker, and I think that's his best place. Uh, his work rate, if you look at Pierre, Dylan Richardson doesn't have the height of Pierre Steph Detroit, but his work rate, yo, he gets around that field. You know, when you cut clips, you'll see him. You, the, his work rate is 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 phenomenal. So uh, I have no doubt Dylan Richardson will set the international world stage uh, alight. And yeah, we lost to Jamia. Mark, your thoughts? Yeah, Kas, I I was fortunate enough to to coach him at a club um, for a season or two at under twenty level, and that's the same year that Vern is referring to when they won the Curry Cup, and that uh, he played for me. Um, he's a special talent. Uh, I agree with Vernon uh, from a hooker come flank perspective. Uh, Dylan likes to likes to be in the open field. He likes to chase ball. He doesn't like to be tight. Um, it's a it really if I say this, it's a it's a real loss to to South African rugby. Um, having said so, I think that he probably made the right choice in obviously going to Scotland because. Currently in South Africa, we've got we are blessed with loose forwards. Yes. Whether he yes, is yes. first or twentieth choice is immaterial. As a youngster, I think he's twenty-two now. He's now obviously got the opportunity to showcase his stuff on a on an international front. And guess what? He's part of the Scottish squad. Um, come November internationals, he might be playing against his old teammates. You know, so um, but it is what it is. You know, today's today's rugby is a professional sport. It's your it's your job. That's what these youngsters do. Um, you know, there's a Mornay Stain. He's 37, 38, and he's still flying the South African flag high. Um, Dylan has got all his life ahead of him to 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 produce the goods. And one one good thing that has come out of this though is. Between Scotland in Trevor Townsend and um, our CEO, um, they've come up with an agreement that that for now Dylan will stay in South Africa, so he'll keep on playing for the Sharks. Edward Kutsia um, and Townsend obviously had that discussion, and he will keep on playing for the Sharks while he plays for Scotland. And in that sense, Brilliant. it's still a win for South Africa, you know. And I think the Sharks, we are also blessed with with loose forwards and that. But this kid is a special talent. He, you know, he's 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 yeah, we we fortunate. He's in the same age group as as Pepsi and all those. And you know, the youngsters they they ooze talent. Um, but if you if you asked me, um, I think Sean Sean Everett would be smiling, obviously, because he keeps his services. From a South African point of view, we've lost him. And the sad part is, you know, it's unlike in the olden days where you could play for two countries. Um, like Theon Strauss did and that, but so be it. If he if he gets a, an opportunity, you know, and unfortunately he's in a place where where he needs to make a choice on a career decision as to international rugby or not. Um, obviously, we can't speak on on Jacques Ninaba and and Rossi Erasmus whether they've spoken to him or not. The last I heard was they hadn't spoken to him. Scotland approached him. Now you know if you close that door that door might not open again, you know. So he had to take it, and, and okay. it's it's a tier one nation. So, um, he, he's, he, you know, he's going to be playing in the Six Nations and that. So that's something South Africa can't say because we don't play there. Um, he'll still be playing in the World Cup. He's a youngster with all his future ahead of him. So, yeah, it's sad to see him go from, from a national point of view. But myself, uh, v, I, I wish him all, all the best. He's a wonderful youngster, and he's just going to, 
bring so much extra to the Scottish side, and we will definitely have to have to watch him if he plays against us. Uh, definitely, I, I have no doubt Dylan will make it. And uh, yeah, to to go to go on what you said, Dylan uh, will play. You know, age group with uh, the Sanela Nohambas, the Jaden Hendrixers, and stuff. And Dylan would have seen that. You know, uh, in the extended squad. Uh, they're getting called up and yeah. he, he's not making it. So I think, you know, he had the motivation when the opening came from Scotland. He had to take it. But, uh, yeah, Dr. Edward could see us being phenomenal in still keeping him here uh, at our franchise and for us here. So, yeah, uh, I, I think it's uh, fancy footwork by the Sharks and uh, by the good doctor. Yeah, no, definitely. Then moving on to the uh, Springbok squad announcement for for the upcoming tour. Uh, Mark, your thoughts? Well, firstly, um, I think uh, I, one needs to look at twofold. Um, I think for 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 Rashi and for for Jacques to select basically the same squad that we've had over the last few months now, I think the exception to that is Salman Murat. From a lock perspective, that's the only new inclusion in the squad. Um, you know, as 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 a spectator. One would sit back and think, okay, um, normally the the coaches of yesteryear used to use the northern, I mean, the November Test series as as blooding youngsters and so on and so forth. Um, I think COVID has obviously played a big role in that as well as we haven't developed as we would have liked to develop, like New Zealand and Australia. I mean, they started playing way before we did, um, and I think uh, obviously we can't we can't talk on their behalf, but I think this was in the in the back burner. Having said that, in the last four months that we that we started playing, starting way back when against Georgia, um, a large squad was announced. Most of those players didn't get game time. So I can only assume that a lot of them would now get game time going north, um, playing in the November tests. Having said that, we are playing against quality, quality opposition. You know, we're playing Wales, we're playing England. So it's, it's not going to be an easy tour for us. Um, but I'd like to see the youngsters, you know, we look look home at Fussy that has been in and out the squad or in test test matches. I mean, there's, there's Hendrickson um, that obviously was injured and he's out. So Williams is in now. Um, and, and it's all those ones that we need to look at because as we see now, and we'll, we'll chat about that earlier, a little bit later, we've had a few injuries and, um, you know, things like that. So it's sad that a lot of them haven't been... Selected. We talk about Ivan Rus for argument's sake. He's hot on everyone's on everyone's tongue that we want him to play. But who do you leave out? You can't you can't leave certain players out that haven't been allowed to play. So we'll have to take it from there. Yeah, custom uh, bull on that. I think uh, the Springbok team. If you can look at it, there's continuity. Uh, the work. Vernon, all I want to say is your dogs even agree with me. So. <laughs> apologies <laughs> apologies <laughs> yeah that must be your dog not your missus's dog eh? you must talk properly now <laughs> yeah if you look at it the, the, the World Cup is in France in two years time so uh, uh, Rossi and uh, Jacques are, are looking at continuing uh, building combinations um, yeah the Springboks will be very very competitive uh, on the non-hemisphere tour um Yes, uh, apologies about the dogs. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that we that we're going to come out with a three out of three from the tour. Uh, I hope, uh, and I'd love to see uh, Apelela Farsi probably start a few more games. 
I'd like to see Grant Williams. And uh, yeah, the Springboks are going to... Uh, already at the World Cup, uh, I know the Springbok players are going up to France to do a little photo shoot and stuff for the build-up for the next World Cup. So we'll be there. We'll be competitive. Thank you. Um, then moving on to the United Rugby Championship. Um, Mark, would you be able to run through the scores for us, please? Yeah, sure. No problem at all. Um, so this last, uh, this past weekend, um, Cardiff Blues and the Sharks, and 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 we'll we'll chat on that. I just want to go through the scores quickly. Uh, Cardiff Blues twenty three, Sharks seventeen, Connacht eighteen, Munster twenty, Bulls ten, Edinburgh seventeen, Leinster fifty, Scarlets fifteen, Benetton Treviso. 26, Ospreys 29, Glasgow Warriors 17, Zebra 6, Lions 10, Ulster 26, Gwent Dragons 10, Stormers 24. Vernon, if I can ask you then your thoughts on all these games? Gentlemen, if you look at the teams that the Sharks have, uh, the, uh, 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 and I'll talk from the Sharks' perspective firstly, okay. right? And I'll, and I'll put a few points out there which we can talk about. Um, if you look at the Sharks team that played this weekend, uh, they were minus about nine internationals, Springbok internationals. And if you look at their counterparts, they had about six British and Irish Lions starting there. So the playing fields, and uh, we're not looking for excuses, but some of the referees... Have uh, you know we've seen in the media they've some of the calls and the interpretations have have been yes questionable to say the least and um, yes uh, uh, we're still looking on the 27th of November and we're going to look at February uh, for them to start coming down to South Africa and playing in the in the Durban heat in the humidity and then going up north to play with altitude. Uh, let's, let's not read too much into these results and uh, too much into the scores now. Our South African teams will be there in the, in the knockouts up there challenging for the trophies. When they're going to come here in February and playing in the humidity, at, it's going to be a challenge for them. I think, uh, I think the scores that, uh, that we've seen that our teams, and I'm talking about all our South African teams, Bulls, Lions and Stormers, have, have lost their... Uh, we're going to give them 50s here. <laughs> and it's not being biased. Not being biased. Mark, we've spoken in the past about um, our team struggling in those first two, maybe three weeks, but now in the last couple of weeks coming through and, and really showing these guys what you are made of. Um, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, we can we can talk for as long as we want to. Unfortunately, we've only got about seven minutes left. Um, but if you if you, I just want to go, and I, and I agree with what Vernon is saying. You know, there's there's so many questionable decisions that has taken place over the last four weeks in the north with regards to referees and TMO decisions. You know, last week you could go back to the Lions game. A try was was given against them that clearly wasn't a try after the TMO had a look at it. And if you look at the margin in which the Lions lost, if you take those seven points out, the Lions would have won. Then you go then you go to the Bulls game on the weekend where Madash Twombe clearly scored a try. He was pulled towards the try line. Um, 
He landed on his arm, and obviously by pushing on his arm and being pulled, they judged him by propelling himself forward, which the trial was disallowed. And then you have a look at the Sharks. Yes, let's, let's face it, that, uh, Sean even said the same. The Sharks weren't good. They didn't play well. Um, we had ample opportunity to score. We just couldn't score, and, and credit to the defence. But, I mean, we were on the attack right at the end of the game, and... They kicked the ball out with about four or five seconds to go before the before the final whistle, and uh, everyone was walking to the lineout to have it set up. The touch judge and the and the referee had a discussion, and and he blew the game um, to say the game's up. And then Pepsi Butelezi and everyone else went and asked the question. And obviously, the referee, which is right, um, said he's made a decision in that stands. You know, I'm not saying we would have scored there, um, but I mean, all you want is an equal playing field and everyone gets treated exactly the same, you know. So I'm not I'm not for one saying that because of the referees, the South African team's lost. But it has a massive it has a massive impact in that specific game because then there's niggles and there's so many other things that could happen. And if the players don't trust certain things, look the Sharks could have won. Uh, we had we had ample opportunity to kick at poles in the second half. Right in front of the poles they decided to go to the corner. We lost the ball, how many times? So I don't think there's an excuse in that. But, you know, to call a game short, you know, if they were in the middle of the field, maybe we would have reacted differently to think, well, would we have made it? But we were, we were I speak under correction, I think we were in there 22, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it was our ball, so, so from a line-out point of view, so we had the opportunity to throw in. Yes, one can go to say it hasn't worked the whole night. We don't know whether that specific one would have worked, unfortunately. And Murphy's Law, that one would in all probability have worked and we could have won that game. So, um, you know, there's, there's many things. And, and, and then, you know, you, you, you'd think that we would, we would react slightly different to that because a guy like Tapo Henning was involved with the Sharks. I don't know if Sean Everett took, took on Jake White's offer, but, I mean, uh, Jake White opened that to, to, to Sean as well where Tapo Henning came in. Um, you know, it's all those things. So... Jake White this week said as well, they're coming back to Fort Loftus. Let's see if they can beat us at home. Now, that in itself is a massive statement. Um, but we yes. know the, the Bulls haven't lost at, at Loftus for the last, I think, 20 outings or so. You know, having said that, this, this is a difficult competition. You know, we mustn't, we mustn't downgrade it at all. You must also take into account that, that our boys went over there without our Springboks. Um, they had all the international players that, that could possibly play for them playing. Um, so I do think it would be a different ball game when they come down here and our box are available. You know, I look at the Sharks. I think there's six or seven Sharks that need to come back. And the Sharks didn't play badly, um, except for here and there. But, I mean, with, with our whole backline basically is, is in the Springbok squad. You know, so um, – and then you still see our needs to come back and, and – and, um, Mbudambi has to come back. And so there's, you know, a, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of guys. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for your thoughts. Vernon, a couple of words from you to, to close off. Yeah, I think the URC tournaments just can grow. I think there's a lot of uh, learnings uh, from the tournament planning, from the tournament organizers. Uh, I think a proper ref, they need to look at the refereeing, how they, how they go about appointing referees as well. Uh, I believe um, three of the referees in the UK uh, that were appointed fell sick and they got a local referee. Uh, from the from, okay, two that they got a local referee now. I mean, surely uh, that's that's not fair. But and also, we need to look at 
if you look at soccer, um, uh, previously in the UK and when you have the Champions League, and then we had the African Nations uh, Cup, they, there wasn't a line. So, so FIFA stepped in. FIFA stepped in and tried to align the comp competition. So, so, so maybe for the future, you should look at the rugby uh, championship and the Six Nations and align that uh, that uh, that world rugby gets an international break. So, we, we, you want to see you want to see it's, uh, the players feel uh, leveled. You want to see strength versus strength. Yeah, we want to see our uh, the British and I your your Welsh international against our Springboks in our colours. So, uh, I think there's there's a future. There's planning and there's a lot of lessons learned. But all uh, the sharks, yeah, our players need to step up. And all, 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 we can only grow. We can only go forward. This is going to grow. Uh, they they have to stay in the UK, in the Northern Hemisphere for a while. Vernon, thank you very much. Thank you for joining us and thank you for sharing your thoughts and your ideas with us. Um, always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very no, much. Thank, thank you, Mr. Ellis. Thanks, Mark, and thanks, uh, Chat Sapphire. It's, yes, uh, one hour just went. Uh, yo, we could we could still be chatting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad that really I, I'm glad that I found someone that talks more than me because I get labelled. But uh, V, I just want to say thanks for for accepting um, on behalf of uh, the union as well to come and chat with us. It's it's always nice to have you guys. And then just regards to your dogs while you go off air. <laughs> <laughs> I think this last one was mine, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, V. Nice chatting. No, thank you. All the best. Huh? Cool. Thank, thank you, Vernon. Cheers. Appreciate Cheers. it. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much, Mark. Thanks for your thoughts and all your input once again. Appreciate. Thank you, Kas. Uh, I must say it's nice not having you in the, in the studio, but uh, nice hearing your voice. Yeah, much better sitting this side and not having to face you face to face. <laughs> yeah, no, it's always it's always nice uh, chatting rugby, and you know, as we spoke to Vernon tonight, it's so yes. so nice to see someone from the union with so much passion for the game, and uh, to is. make the six a success going forward and to ensure certain things are done. You know, so we're looking forward to hosting him and all these other people on the weekend. Hundred percent. Thank you, and thank you to our listeners once again tuning in to, to Touchline. And um, hope to see all of you at our tens tournament this weekend and then on the 6th of November um, with our seniors playing as well. Uh, please come and support us. So from myself, Gus Prowls, Mark Cameron, have a great rugby week. <laughs>